Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, I'm Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Radio. Today we're talking about meaningful and fun ways to celebrate Easter week at home. Now, wow, did I ever in my whole life imagine that I would be at home during Easter this year. I just can't. I have never been at home during Easter. I have been at church with my family, with my friends, and this is just so bizarre, isn't it, that we are in the middle of this coronavirus lockdown here in Florida. Last night at midnight, there was a mandatory um, lockdown that went into effect, and we have a stay-at-home order, so we're pretty much at home unless we need to go get groceries or, you know, go to church to stream the service or something like that. So it has really just been quite an adventure as a worship leader from learning how to stream online as a mother from now knowing that my grown children I may not be able to see them for a whole month it is really overwhelming and so we come to Easter the most joyful of all the holidays in the Christian year and we think oh Wow, how are we going to do that this year? How are we going to celebrate Easter at home? Should we just postpone it? And yesterday, my friend Laura and I, we were making our Easter menu because we have had Easter together since 1999. It's been a long time. And we decided that, of course, we're going to celebrate Easter during the lockdown with our own family. But we have decided that we are going to plan a big Easter feast and we are going to celebrate it no matter when this all ends. If it's in May, it's in May. If it's in June, it's in June. But we're going to have Easter the second. So I'm not saying that you should do that, too. I'm just saying that for us, it means we can joyfully celebrate Easter at home. But we can look forward to having a very traditional Easter um, in hopefully just a month or so um, with our loved ones. So if you're at home and you feel kind of sad, and if you're at home and you feel kind of, you know, like, how can I even celebrate this, then I want to first of all encourage you. One of the main reasons that we have holidays as Christians, they really mean holy days. They're days that are set aside for us to draw closer to God and to celebrate what he's done for us. Now, for a lot of us, that involves feasting and, and being with our family, too. But the first and foremost thing of a celebration is to magnify in our minds and hearts what has happened that is worth celebrating about. So, for example, Christmas, Jesus was born. The king of the universe took off his glory and became a man. And then we think about 
Easter and we think about Jesus taking on the sins of the whole world on Good Friday and rising from the dead on Easter so that now our sins will not count against us. He conquered death. He conquered the grave. We belong to him forever. It's so, so exciting. And so, yes, we want to celebrate that with a feast with our family, but we also want to celebrate that with worshiping him and telling him how grateful we are that he went to the cross, that he rose from the dead. And also, it's a time that we can draw closer to him and we can begin to understand in a deeper way all these truths that we've known about for many of us our whole lives. If you're like me and you grew up going to church, And so I want to take a minute and I want to encourage you. This can be the most meaningful Easter you have ever had. Because if you're like me and you're very involved in your church, then you know there's always the church drama. There's worship practice. There is all the different festivities that go on. And you're busy, busy, busy and getting the kids ready and out the door. And all of that is good. And I think it's a great way to celebrate. And I look forward to it all being that way next year. But this is a pause. It's like God hit the pause button and said, hey, what if you focus a little bit more of your time and attention on me and Why don't we just stay home this year? And why don't you as a family focus your attention on me? And I think that's an adventure. It's a privilege. It's something good, not something horrible. It's not the norm. It's not like that will happen every year. But for this year, that's what it's like. Now, I want to talk a minute about Easter week because there's Good Friday and there's Easter. But if we're all at home, we can dig a little deeper into the last week of Jesus' life. And I want to start with that because, you know, every single gospel goes into great detail about the last week of Jesus' life. And it usually starts the night before Palm Sunday when Jesus is anointed by Mary, the sister of Lazarus. She pours his feet with expensive perfume. She wipes them with her hair. And there's something that is very prophetic about that. Jesus says that she's preparing him for burial. She's anointing him for burial. We also see this, just this extravagant act of worship, and it's a little bit overwhelming. So I'm going to start with that as the beginning, even though usually you talk about Palm Sunday. So that would be dinner at the home of Simon the leper. And then the next day, is Palm Sunday when everyone is so excited to see him. Then he goes into the temple. He clears the temple. And then, you know, there's a lot of teaching and things that week. And you can even go into a lot, a lot of healing, a lot of just dealing with the questions that people have and sharing some significant things, very significant things. And then we get to the upper room where they have the Last Supper. They're celebrating the Passover. And from the Passover, he washes their feet, gives them a new command. Then they leave and they go to the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus prays, Lord, please take this cup from me. But nonetheless, Your will, not mine, be done. And he also prays for the church. 
And then he's betrayed, he's arrested, he's tried, he's tortured, and he's killed. And we have Good Friday where he dies on the cross. Of course, Friday, on Friday he's buried. Saturday, silence. A lot of fear, the disciples, a lot of fear. And then Sunday, he rises from the dead. And who does he appear first to but women? I love that. Because whenever people say, you know, traditional Christianity is so down on women, I'm like, oh, you don't even understand. God created men and women different. It's such a blessing. And Jesus loves women. The first people who saw him alive were women. So anyway. That's just a little aside, probably a whole nother talk. But I want to go through this week because how do God's people celebrate when we're not dealing with a pandemic called the coronavirus? They have extra services. Many churches have services almost every night of Easter week. They have dramas. Our church does a drama a lot. They have processions and parades, sunrise services on Easter morning. And so, you know, it does feel a little bit like, okay, Lord, this feels really weird. But I want to encourage you. I am sure that churches that do all those services are going to stream them all. So don't miss them. Stream them together as a family and be with your local church. If you can't be with your local church, then you are welcome to be with our local church. Our local church is Powerline Community Church. We're in Florida, and you can find us on Facebook. Just look for Powerline Church Florida, and you'll find us. And we stream on Facebook. And we're going to be doing that. We're going to have our Easter service. We'll probably do something good for Good Friday. On Wednesdays, our life groups meet, and so they interact over the phone. But don't miss being with your local church. And one of the things that we had so much fun doing this week with our life groups, and there are people now I haven't seen for several weeks, but we are able to connect instead of by phone. We're able to connect with where we could see each other. And that was such a blessing because it made us feel so much closer to each other. So I just want to encourage you, do the streaming. Make a way so that you can be part of your local church. Another thing is I have devotions and we have family devotions for Easter that have all the different scriptures for each event, like day one, day two, day three, it goes on. But you can really do them however you want. But you're welcome to download those from us. And that's on our website, powerlineprod.com. Just powerlineprod.com and then um, Easter freebie. So look for that. And I hope that you really, really, really make the most of having a very meaningful Easter week. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to go through some of the events that happened during Easter week and just give you some ideas on how you can celebrate them with your family and make them meaningful and make them come alive. So Palm Sunday, of course, starting with Palm Sunday, Jesus comes into Jerusalem and he is greeted as a king. They wave palm branches and shout, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means save us. And that was so prophetic because he was going to save them. He was going to die on the cross for them. So that's really cool. Now, what 
It's really fun to do. You can go out in the yard and you can cut branches. If you live in Florida like we do, cut some palm branches, palm Sunday, palm, you know, and then you can wave them and march around and really have a good time with all of that on Palm Sunday. You can either do it while your church worship team is singing over the stream, or you can just play some music later in the day and the kids can watch walk around the house acting out Palm Sunday. After he he had this amazing triumphal entry into Jerusalem, Jesus goes to the temple and he overturns their tables in anger. Yes, that's Jesus. Yes, that is our good shepherd. He did get angry angry about their sin because you see the temple was supposed to be a house of prayer and instead they had made it into a shopping mall not only a shopping mall but a shopping mall that was cheating people and Jesus was angry and he drove them out and then he began to heal and he began to set people free from blindness and lameness and things like that and One of the things that I like to do is to clean our rooms. I know that sounds silly, like, what? Well, Jesus cleared out the temple. He cleaned it out. And I like the idea of, like, getting rid of trash and getting rid of things you don't need anymore because it has a spiritual picture. So if everyone goes and they clean their room and then you come back together and say, well, what kind of things did you get rid of? What kind of things did you keep? And what what's the difference between the things you got rid of and the things you keep you kept? And then we apply that to our hearts. Okay, so what are some of the things that you need to get rid of in your heart? What are some of the things that Jesus has deposited there that you want to keep. So the next thing that we like to celebrate is when Jesus celebrated the Passover. And I like to read a picture book to my kids about the Passover and what it's about. I just, last night was the last night I saw, you know, my daughter and and my grandkids that will probably see each other in person for several weeks until this lockdown order is over. But what we did is I I lent her that Passover book so she could read it to her kids and talk about what the Passover is because the Passover is such a prophetic act. It's such a prophetic holiday that points to Jesus and it's the blood of Jesus that protects us from death and from the consequences of sin. And so when you understand the Passover and how God was foreshadowing Jesus so many hundreds of years before that, it's really, really exciting. And so I like my kids to know about the Passover. And some years we have actually celebrated and had a Passover dinner. Now, again, we're in this digital age now and and you can go online and you could probably find a Passover Seder and watch it. And you could find a Passover Seder with all the Christian symbolism, like relating all of it to Christ. And that would be really, really cool. And your kids would benefit a lot from that. Now, what happened is during the Last Supper, Jesus explained, like, basically, the Passover points to me. I'm the bread of life. And the wine represents my blood, which is going to get rid of your sin. It's going to wash away your sin. And so what Jesus does is he points to that 
And then he institutes a brand new thing for his followers to do, and that's to have communion and for them to remember his death and resurrection by eating this meal together of bread and wine, the bread representing Jesus and his body and the wine representing his blood. And so Jesus starts that, you know, you ever wonder, well, why on earth do we do, you know, communion? What's that all about? Well, this is what it's all about. It is a memorial. It's remembering. It's saying, wow, yes, Jesus gave his body and his blood for me. And he is my bread of life. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so you might want to have communion together as a family. You can read the scriptures on that. You can, um, maybe you want to watch a movie like the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, I want to tell you, it's like six hours long. And so I never get to watch it because whenever I say, I want to watch the Gospel of John, everyone's like, what, mom, that movie is six hours long. But I love, that is my favorite Jesus movie. I just love the way they portray Jesus. And the whole movie is straight from scripture. So whenever they open their mouth to speak, they speak from the Gospel of John. So I really love it. But another movie that you might want to watch together as a family would be The Ten Commandments, because it's all about the Passover. And you can kind of talk about that when, um, you know, and how it relates to Jesus. Now, I like to do a lot of crafts and activities. And so one thing that you could do is you could bake bread together. Jesus is the bread of life. But part of the Passover ceremony is they have an Elijah cup. And the Elijah cup is very beautiful and very fancy. And you can get either plastic wine goblets or water goblets and you can get all kinds of things like pretend jewels and ribbons and you know things like that and you can decorate the cup and that's called an Elijah cup and it of course represents Jesus so anyway so that is the event so now we're up to they they're they're having the last supper they also during the last supper Jesus washes their feet and some churches actually have foot washing ceremonies where people wash each other's feet as an act of humility Jesus humbled himself to do that he humbled himself to go to the cross and so that's a beautiful thing now my recommendation is that people clean their feet <laughs> before you do this but you know if you want to be Genuine. I'm sure the disciples had really, really dirty feet. So anyway, after that, it says in the Bible that they sang a hymn. And I love that. I'm just picturing the disciples and Jesus singing a hymn, probably a psalm. And then they go to the garden and Jesus takes John and Peter and James and he says, hey, come with me over here. I'm going to pray. Stay awake with me. Pray with me. I'll be right over here. And he goes over and he's praying and crying out to God. And the disciples just can't do it. They fall asleep. And so he asked them, couldn't you just tarry with me for one hour? Couldn't you just stay awake with me for one hour? And so that's like, you know, 
something that would be kind of fun is to set a timer for one hour and have your family try to pray together for one hour because that is harder than you think. And they would, you know, then you can talk about how the disciples felt that they didn't realize this was Jesus's last night on earth. He did, but they didn't. And how they felt later that they couldn't even stay awake with him for that one hour. But then again, as you do that, you see how hard it is. You can also, as a family, make anything related to a garden. You could plant a garden outside. You could look at beautiful paintings of gardens. You could make flowers out of tissue paper. Anything related to a garden is a great craft idea for the day that you talk about his prayer. Then another thing is what he prayed about because Jesus did. He prayed to the Father that if the Lord could take this cup of suffering away, he would. But nonetheless, his will be done, not mine. But also, he prayed for the church. He First, he prayed for his disciples, and he said, Lord, I protected them and kept them safe, except the one who was doomed to destruction. But then he goes on and he says, and I'm also praying for all those who will believe in my name. So he prayed for you and me when he was about to get arrested and go to the cross. He was praying for us that we would know him and we would know his love. And that is so exciting. So anyway, we are going to take a little break and we'll be back in just a quick minute. And we're going to finish talking about how to make... Easter week, meaningful and festive and fun, even though you're at home. We'll be right back. Powerline Productions wants to help you celebrate special occasions with your family in a Christ-honoring way. The Celebrate series includes such titles as Celebrate Our Christian Heroes Instead of Halloween, Celebrate Thanksgiving, as well as Christmas Unit Studies, Celebrate Christmas in Colonial America, and Celebrate Christmas with Cookies. If you're looking for a new family tradition, learn all about the Nolet and Curtis Christmassy festivities and celebrate Christmas with a traveling dinner. Check out these titles and more at PowerlineProd.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. Powerline Productions, being world changers, raising world changers. Listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Welcome back. We are talking about how to make Easter. Festive and meaningful and fun. And we're just acknowledging this isn't the best thing in the whole world that we have to be home. But God has allowed it and we're going to make the most of it. And we're going to create memories that we're going to look back and really cherish. So now I've talked about the triumphal entry. I've talked about the prayer in the garden. I've talked about the Last Supper. And now we're going to talk about the arrest and the trial because Jesus was betrayed by Judas 
and taken away to the Sanhedrin and the Roman courts. And, of course, you know, he went from Pilate to Herod and then back. While all of that is happening, Peter denies Jesus for the third time as the sun is coming up. And that is horrible. And he is devastated. And he goes off in despair because of that. Jesus is beaten, tortured, so much so that he can hardly stand. He can hardly carry his cross. Someone actually, Simon of Cyrene, has to carry it for him. That is a day that I really like to do the Easter egg learning activity and there's a link to it in the show notes and basically you take plastic eggs and you put different a scripture and a little symbol into each egg and I'm not going to go into it here but because you can read my blog post it gives you every little symbol to use and every scripture that goes with it and there's of course 12 like a dozen eggs but um, that's a great time to kind of review, like, what's going on for the whole week, what's happening. And then, of course, Jesus is led to the cross. And on the cross, he forgives the criminal next to him who says, remember me when you come into my kingdom. And he breathes his last. But before he does, he says, it is finished. When he stops breathing and gives up his life, there is an earthquake and the, the temple curtain is just torn into this huge, thick temple curtain is torn into. And now we have access to the Holy of Holies through the blood of Jesus. And also dead people came to life. Righteous dead people came to life. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, one of the things that we like to do, and that would be Good Friday, is to watch the Passion of the Christ. Now that video is very graphic and very bloody, so I don't recommend it for young children and not even all teens. But if you can stand the blood and the gore, it is a beautiful picture of what Jesus went through for us. We celebrate this the next day, but after he dies, he's buried. He's buried in a rich man's tomb, fulfilling, fulfilling prophecy. What we used to like to do on Good Friday was to take something that was wrapped up to be the body of Christ and put it in a secret place and like cover it. And then when we come back Sunday, we find that th that place, that tomb, the grave is empty. So you have to remember if you do that, mom and dad, you have to remember to go get Jesus out so he's not still dead in the tomb before Sunday. The Saturday between Good Friday and Easter is a really good time to fast. It's a really good time to spend extra time in prayer and in worship and just really seeking the heart of God. So then resurrection. And remember, I said stream a resurrection Sunday service, stream an Easter service at your house, but also get dressed up just because you're sitting in your living room. Now, if that doesn't sound fun, then sit in your pajamas. I mean, it, sometimes sitting in your pajamas for some people is really fun. But if your family loves to dress up, dress up for Easter. Put on the Easter hat. Put on the pretty Easter dress. And, you know, make a festive breakfast and watch the service together. And then have a fun Easter meal, something that you really enjoy. One of the things that we like to do 
is since we're grandparents now is we invite our grandchildren over after church and they have an Easter egg hunt and that's always really really fun and a new tradition this is a pretty recent movie is called Risen and I love that movie it's just it's it's a movie about a Roman centurion who has to find the body of Jesus or figure out what happened to him and he ends up well I won't give the movie away but it's such a good good movie about the resurrection of Jesus and there's so many good movies there's a lot of good movies for children I have a blog post on powerlineprod.com nine events to celebrate during Easter week. And my in my newsletter, I give a list of movies. So if you're not signed up for a newsletter, sign up right away. You'll definitely want that list of movies that you can watch. But Superbook has some really good shows on the triumphal entry, the Jesus' death on the cross, the resurrection. VeggieTales has a good Easter movie, The Story Keepers. And it's just such a nice time to either watch a movie about the life and death and resurrection of Jesus or watch an inspirational movie. So I really, really hope that even though you guys are home, instead of being able to go out and be at church, I hope and pray you have the most wonderful, blessed Easter. And remember, God allowed this. And I believe he has something good in store for all of us who will say, okay, Lord, This isn't how I want to spend Easter, but I'm dedicating Easter to you. Would you do something meaningful in me and in my family so that we can draw closer to you? And I just wish you all the very happiest and best of Easter. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.